0: <laughs> oh, hello, and welcome to
1: Al Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist.
2: I'm Mikey, the E stands for Evil.
1: And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta. And be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Shadow, Fog, and Firelight by M.M. Pratt 99. So, we did uh, another story by M.M. Pratt 99 a couple a while back um, on a lonesome road.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we'd just like to take this time here to apologize yes. for not doing enough research into the, uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Mikey, you take it away.
2: <laughs> Alright, so basically what I said was that the quote at the beginning of On a Lonesome Road wasn't in the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner poem.
1: And boy, did Emma Pratt show us wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got, like, a, a YouTube comment basically, uh, giving us, like, a uh, three links to the, to the story or to the poem where we could find the mm. the H
2: where i think even one of them was a wiki page so i don't know well, how we missed that it wasn't the wiki page cuz i know that i went at, on the wiki page and it wasn't there full yeah that's weird so well and wiki pages don't necessarily have the full information especially when it comes to poems i yeah. suppose so, so so really, we can blame Wikipedia and be done with it, or no, we can blame you guys.
1: <laughs> and I mean, she still enjoyed the the episode. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I and, and she actually uh, she actually sent us the she actually um, sent me the link on I think my DeviantArt account um, for this story because it was similar in that it was because uh, the original On, on a Lonesome Road was based off the dream that she had, mm. and this one was likewise. Um, a dream that she had, that she mm. then turned into a story. Oh, okay. Um, as part of this spooky town. Uh, also, I did find out that uh, Curtisville was not actually um, so much based off of like, or not like a homage to like you know Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween or The Fog, but actually just uh, it was more inspired by her hometown. So yeah, there we got we got some corrections, which is nice. Like we yeah. actually got some feedback from uh, from one of the authors showing us that we were wrong. <laughs> yes. And that we make mistakes, which we already knew that, but... We're only <laughs> two men after uh, really? okay. <laughs> all. Okay.
2: Alright. Don't put your blame on me. So, uh, I did take this one step further. Okay. And I actually read part of the Ancient Mariners rhyme. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Uh, and... Essentially for context, because it's based on a ship. Yeah. Right? So, I was trying to understand what exactly the, the original poet was trying to get across
1: mm-hmm.
2: with that section. Okay. Um, and to give it context, uh, the section before that basically says that the guy is on a boat... A sailboat, and there's no wind. And thus, it, we go into this, and then he's basically thinking about his life choices. So, so going like down the road. Yeah, go down uh, the road. And basically, he turned around on one of those paths, and it, it's basically telling you not to focus on what could have been. And focus on what's ahead. Yeah. That's essentially what this section is talking about, because the next section after that, the wind picks up. So, that is one way to look at it. Yeah, I, I think
1: it was more for, for the. I think it was mostly more for the imagery.
2: Yeah, for the story. But, but the thinking about it, that section really isn't needed at the front of that story. Like it's essentially inspiration. For the story that has nothing to do with the actual story because there wasn't a lonesome road in a lonesome road, other than if we focused more on a mailbox.
1: I mean, there was a road, There, that, I mean, it was about a road, like, again, the way... Uh, but
3: Was she, there a road within a five-mile radius? There the it was, there was like, a road, well, it's
2: fine. but the the key road was the one that the bus was traveling on, and the thing, if the, the, the bus was, is traveling on, yeah. that, it's a well-driven road, so it's not necessarily lonesome.
1: From what I was given in the reply, um, it seemed, sounded like uh, they they had a dream that uh, about the road that was near their like that was near their in their town or near their town um, that actually got covered up in like recent years from like a slide. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's why like the the road was of importance in the story was because it was the road that was in her dream or in their dream at the time.
0: Ah,
2: uh-huh. so so yeah. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's inspiration, sort of for. You're still the opinion the story. that it, it, it didn't need to be it,
1: th- there. It's
2: almost borderline a creepypasta picture.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's funny because this one had a creepypasta picture. Although this one, the, the creepypasta picture what? came first or came after. Yeah, not before. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's kind of. I think we brought we brought it up a couple times, like Leviathan and uh, like. Uh, and like in earlier ones Where it's a fine line to like use a quote From something mm-hmm. Like, uh, like yeah. I know it, like it makes it sound cooler yeah. But sometimes it, it's not Really necessary
2: Yeah, Especially when it's taken out of context Like it's sort of fits But at the same time when you actually Read that portion of the poem It's telling you a completely different Message than what you get through the yeah. story
3: But also the story isn't quoting that Entire section it's
2: just quoting on one line No it's Four lines. Oh, well done. It's huh. not quoting the entire part, which is part six of the um, actual poem, which is a seven-part poem. Okay. Oh, I, I think
1: line. I think what we're getting at <laughs> is that we would like our like like if you have if you're an author of one of the stories that we review and you'd like us to or, and you'd like to correct us on anything, by all means, do so. Like, yes, we will fully accept our. Are uh, the fact that we do make mistakes. And we will continue to be making mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, because we're only human. After all. Oh, uh, Some of us are. One of us is an yeah. individual yeah. demon. <laughs> That's <true. laughs> And one of them is a ninja. Yeah.
2: And we're not going to name I'm names. also a person. Or am
1: <laughs> I. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so, I guess we'll get into... Uh, so, yeah. Um... Yeah, we'll get into uh, shadow, fog, and firelight. Which yeah, oh, the one I actually read. Yeah, (laughs) because you specifically. I I did ask. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So uh, this one was suggested to us again. uh, Well, it was actually like, uh, uh, MM Pratt sent me a link uh, in her comment um, regarding uh, on a lonesome road uh, about the about the failure and about the um, uh, the fact that these are both kind of inspired by dreams they've had, Um, and. Uh, I did specifically ask Gamer and Yellow not to read On a Lonesome Road to see if this one would hold up as a standalone. hmm Like, separate from having context to the original, to the next story. So, um... Which
3: may or may not have been a bad choice. Yeah. Uh, totally a
1: bad choice. Though. uh... This story starts up with Madeline Hawthorne. Uh, wait, was Madeline Hawthorne the original character? Nope. I Olivia. Didn't think, I didn't think so. Okay. Um... Yeah, Madeline Hawthorne. Well, she, she was on the bus, though, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, she what, She was um, the character that looked like uh, Bertina Stoneheart from Pound Puppies.
1: Right. Okay. Red-headed... Uh... Searching villain, database, villain uh. <laughs> <laughs> redheaded villain from or character kind of or antagonist character I think. From, okay, Pound um, Puppies. Um, anyway, uh, so Madeline um, wakes up one morning uh, looking at the like she looks at uh, she wakes up in like in the early morning, like late like in the night. Um, looks outside, it's raining and there's fog, and the fog kind of has these shadows in it that make it look like there's creatures inside the fog, but it's really just she thinks she figures just to play on her uh, on, like shadow and stuff. Um... She then ends up going back to bed, and she has this vision of um, uh, these three, like this this party, are going on on a beach uh, at night with fire, uh, with like bonfires and whatnot. I think fireworks are also going on. Yes. And um, this mysterious hooded girl approaches these two other girls uh, at a uh, at a particular bonfire, and she looks kind of creepy. And uh, the other girls, like one of them is a uh, pink haired, or no, purple haired, um, goth chick kind of uh, look. And the other one is a Gurdine, which is a fae creature, fairy creature. Um, Dark skin and like golden a, eyes. Dark like, like, skin something. and golden mm-hmm. eyes. Um, yeah. I think golden flowing hair or something? Shit. We really should do more research.
3: Okay. Well, either way, is this an actual race that? Yeah, it's it used to be, elsewhere.
1: Yeah. No. It, well, it's, it, well, it's a create. Uh, from what I found, gathered, it was a creation of MM um, Pratt's design. Okay. Um, and it's this fairy creature from another world that uh, in, that comes to Earth, uh, the, the walk among us, and stuff like that. It's one
3: of the few things I forgot to look up to see if that was a. Yeah, a race no, I, I and that elsewhere. That.
1: Um, and so, yeah, they basically these, but they're otherwise just girls uh, at this bonfire yes. and. Uh, this creepy hooded girl comes over asking for um, like if they'd be willing to uh put a curse on somebody um, and then we get and get like a uh, uh a, a story about like or we get we get some description about what they look like and how they react to this whole thing mm-hmm. um, and how they wouldn't really like do a curse that would hurt somebody really badly if like even if they deserved it because they're not that kind of people um and then, uh, I didn't get that.
3: No, I didn't get that feeling from them. No, well,
1: it's like it's like they they wouldn't like put a curse even on their worst enemy, like, how kind of they like they'd, they'd, hurt, they'd hurt them up or they'd like bruise them up or anything like that, but they wouldn't well, like we'll put, put get like, a magic that. curse on them anyway. Well, well,
2: they, they needed a reason to do any sort of curse,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so. Uh, and the girl itself does not look very healthy. Like, she looks kind of almost like an undead creature. I think they um, referred to her at one point that she looked like she was a crack addict or something. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like, undead, crack addict. Hair
2: mm. falling out. Yeah,
1: hair falling out <laughs> and some of that. Um, like, she just does not. Like, she looks uh, kind of monstrous yeah. in a way. Um, and uh, it's explained that uh, she has. There's a person that she knows that is. Basically, a psychic vampire of sorts. Like she's super mm-hmm. over, like flamboyant, like with her outfits and stuff like that. She just doesn't care. Um, she's vibrant. She's uh, energetic, and she seems to drain the energy and whatnot from everybody around her who tries to like stop her. From stop her from being wants, yeah. like yeah, exactly, getting what she wants and so that. She's a spoiled little rich kid kind of character, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's what what happened to this character, this girl, isn't because of. Because of this girl, per se, it's from an accident that happened a week earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and uh, it's kind of not really said what that accident was so much, Um, like some kind of like, I guess, like maybe some kind of ritual or something gone awry. I don't know. It doesn't say at all. It it really doesn't say at all. Like, it uh, it wasn't a car accident for sure. We know that Mm -hmm. much. Um, And so, yeah, she basically is kind of trying to make this deal with these. Um, this, these two beings, which we also find out the purple-haired goth chick might not be human, entirely human either. She's a Gorgon? Yeah, Gorgon of some kind, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least some kind of mystical ent- entity similar to that. And she
3: refers to her as a Gorgon. Yeah,
1: Gorgon goth, I think. Yeah, uh, That could have also just been a descriptor, but I, I guess, yeah.
3: Well, What the um, hair doing? Yeah, I know. You?
1: Um. So then, yeah, we're having these conversations. And also, apparently... Um, Madeline is so Madeline's watching all this um, as a moth moth yes yeah. thank you um, above him but she can also like she's getting basically insight into their thoughts kind of like how mm-hmm. someone's having dreams where you can like kind of read the you know what the people are going to think or say before mm-hmm. they actually do it.
3: I thought it was even more than that. I thought, like, she was everyone. Like, she was act- actively yeah, she, she felt like everything. she
1: was everybody. But like, yeah. it, but, like, that's sometimes the nature of dreams. Or it could just be, like, part of the vision where, like, she has some kind of empath- empathic link to them all. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they, all we know, really, is that, like, so, so this woman, this girl, Ellery, is looking to make a curse. To put, put a curse on this, um, this other character, this, this this psychic vampire character. Mm-hmm. Um... And like she's got some like terror, like again, like they they kind of like set it all up, and then right before it kind of starts getting good, mm-hmm. uh, Madeline wakes up. Yep. And uh, she hears she hears somebody uh, like like a like a t- not just like the rhythmic uh, like tapping of, of rain on the window, but she hears like stones being tossed at her window, and she hears a voice on the like like asking them to let her in, and like they she she knows who it is. Would be nice if we knew who it was. Yep. It's never mentioned. Mm-hmm. But then um, you hear we hear. She this, says the name. Does she? It's like May no. or something. No, that's her. That's no. her. The, her sister. That's in the bunk above her. Oh, it uh,
2: that, that's Giselle.
1: Right, May is Madeline. Yeah, it's like a yeah. nickname for Madeline. Yeah. Giselle, oh, yeah. Okay. Derp. <laughs> wow. Um,
0: this is gonna be great
1: to edit. Um, <laughs> so then we hear the scrape of like a ladder at the at the window. Um and she's kind of like starts getting dreading like this person coming up to the window and then no it sounded it felt like it was Mom. getting like there's some kind of dread at the end mm, of the story I'm, oh. I'm
3: sure but that you got that a little bit wrong from what i recall at least um she was saying no then kept on rocks and eventually stopped and then she heard um a metallic noise from the neighbors and she's like oh oh damn it they went and got the neighbor's ladder yeah yep and started walking with it, and then...
1: And then, uh, as they're climbing up the ladder, I guess, uh, um, (laughs) lightning flashes uh, at the window. What? I'm saying, like, (laughs) when I read it,
3: I thought they were going to get it. They were physically in the process of walking with it, and then things happened. See, I heard, I thought... Before it even got to the window.
1: Okay, the way I I read it, uh, or I remember reading it, um, there was a scrape on the wall as if they were, like again, like, positioning the ladder to get up to the window, and Mm -hmm. then the lightning flashed, and we hear a scream, followed by a scream from Giselle up on the, as she like, leaps off the bunk bed and runs to their mom and dad. And you, uh, Madeline wa- runs to the window, opens it up, and sees that there is a smoke trail coming coming off of the, uh, from the ground. Like, that the character got hit.
3: Man, I read it completely different, because what I heard, or what I read, rather, is lightning strikes, scream, people running around. She looks out the window, and then from behind a fence... All she could see is smoke coming up, which means it's not even on her property God, yet.
1: Maybe I read that wrong, then. Like, did you read I that, distinctively I remember, remember that. Mikey? You're um, our moderator here. Well, do you have any Also, thoughts? I'd like to apologize for the, the hack story. job we are doing for this rundown. Well, uh, you'd
3: have to apologize every single episode,
0: then. <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes, <laughs> we do good.
1: sometimes we do pretty poorly.
3: Um, I
0: mean,
1: it's been about two days, about two or three days since I read the story. Mm-hmm. Do you have the entire story uh, there? Doo-doo. And I've definitely been doing I some other like readings since then. So. I don't have the entire
0: story
2: here, no. Dang it. So, do you have the entire story here? Let's assume I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't recall a fence. I recall
3: not so. being able to see what happened, and all you see I, is
2: smoke. Yeah, I do remember seeing all I see is smoke, but I agree with the review that The noise was more the latter being put by the window. along
1: the window yeah, as they went
2: over it Well, and if you think about it It's a foggy, rainy night So you wouldn't be able to hear if it was coming off of the neighbor's house mm-hmm. You'd only hear it if it was
1: Right
3: there
2: Right there because of the fact that Well, it depends on how close the
3: houses are Some houses you can literally open the window and punch your neighbor in the face house to house
1: I don't think it's the same, that that close. You don't know that.
2: That's not how what Curtisville works. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how Curtisville works.
1: <laughs> like, the way I know, the way I
2: imagine Curtisville uh, is that it's like... I just envision, because based on it, there's two stories on all the houses, and everybody sleeps on the second story.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. What does
3: that have to do with the distance between the houses?
2: That they're not close enough. Like,
1: I'm kind of envisioning, like, at least, like, a small yard between the two houses. But mm-hmm. let's find out. Like, look it up. Look up the story. Yeah,
2: There has to be enough room for a ladder to fit between the houses. Yeah. Yes. So. Or also, this could
3: have been at the back, for all you know.
1: Or the, I will say this. They did say that the... Um, but if it's at the, the back... Hang on. To the window right did the side. I, I remember the story <laughs> saying that the window, her window was looking out at the backyard. Not the side of the house. I found it! Cool. I'm ready yet, so I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Here we go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Half expecting a heavy rock to shatter the windowpane, Madeline was startled to hear a faint metallic rattling from behind the wall bordering their backyard. Which so, is
1: their house. From behind the, the wall th- bordering their backyard. So bordering the backyard, as in at the border of the backyard, there's a wall. No, I. AKA a fence. I could see that being like the ho- the the back wall of the house. Yeah. Not, not not mir- Not just like the the, like the from fence. behind
3: the wall bordering the backyard. It's not behind
1: the wall running parallel. Bordering, the backyard bordering between the house and the backyard.
3: Okay, fine. <laughs> then seconds later, there was a blinding flash. The room shook. The thunder. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, leaped out of the bunk racing, blah, blah, blah. Watched, candle, walks through the window. Nervously, her gaze focused on the backyard wall. Nervously, her gaze focused on the backyard wall. From Which, behind it, a thin spiral of smoke slowly arose, only to be swept away by the wind.
1: Phone drop. See, <laughs> you say that, but I can still see like like she was staring at... The ho- the wall of the house.
0: I don't know. When you're inside it, okay, the house, fine.
1: I will can you look at the back of the house. From inside fine. the house. I will I will concede that maybe maybe it is the fen- like a fencing system around the uh, on the backyard and that's what happened. That's what it says it is. No, I'm sure think, she will get back to us and yeah, let us know. Yeah. Please, Emma <laughs> Pratt, please correct us. No, let please us know, correct them. Yeah, let us know who was right in this instance or if we're oh. both just
2: We could both just be completely wrong and missing the point. In that instance, then it's got to be a small backyard because of the throwing of pebbles. Why? Well, you're not going to hurl pebbles at a window because that's just asking for it to shatter.
1: Yeah.
3: But nothing says that the friend was outside the wall the entire time. They could have went into the lawn then been like five feet from the window throwing rocks let me in let me in no okay I'll just go hop the wall get a ladder and come in there's nothing saying that this person lives in a prison where you have to get security clearance to get close to the house
0: (sighs)
1: you us on this entire story. Well, that's exactly what I <laughs> no, no, envisioned. I, you I, know? I, I get it, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah like, it, we, we both have. We, okay. Well, it seems like we both thought from, different from, styles of this thing. From
3: what I saw, their bedroom is at the back of the house. Yeah. There is a window that looks out over the backyard. Yeah. So there's house, backyard, and then there is a backyard wall yep. of okay. something. Yeah. And then from behind that is where the ladder was stored. Gotcha, okay so she heard rattling and because she it heard seems, it and yeah. there's a storm, and there's a storm going on it's a
1: short backyard so the walls like here I don't know even that like it's like it seems like really like how do you like you have instantly you have an insulated wall and like a window and then you could then you get the sound so like man that person is just being really bad at like sneaking yeah especially they're when it's raining <laughs> They're trying yeah. to be sneaky they're trying to hurry up and get a ladder because they're wet I guess um <laughs> So, that, I guess that was our rundown. Um, actually, I'm going to put it right here. Uh, you can check out the story at wiki. Yeah, yeah.
2: Read it, and then see if your thoughts mesh with either Gamer in Yellow or Review Cultist.
1: Yeah. You're leaving yourself out of this. There's <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> a one-v-one <1v1 laughs> fight here. <laughs> and again, like yeah, that was a really packed job. There was a lot of detail um, in the, yep. uh, in the vision that I, we left out, um, but we'll probably get to some of those quotes in the, in my thoughts at least, and I'm sure yours. Um, so we'll start off with, um, so the very first thing actually, uh, wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Madeline Hawthorne awoke to the mournful sound of the foghorn from nearby Hogan's Gap. Okay, so the why the reason I did it, I said I said that like that because that is exactly how yeah. I would say like
0: wee
1: yeah. It's W-E-E dash O-O-O exclamation mark, and hearing the fog saying foghorn that did not sound like.
3: No, I had the exact same thing. First thing I thought was a cop siren. Yeah, exactly. I was
1: like, I was like, okay, so the sound effect is spelled. How I'd think an ambulance sign would be. Wee, wee. Yeah, May yeah. want to just remove the sound effect no. and just. No, no, Okay, or finally. All you gotta
3: do is go B-U-B-U. Or. Yeah. Or. Hee-ah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I actually got a sound clip right, of so, a foghorn. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sound clip of a foghorn here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what I assumed a foghorn would be. Yeah,
1: but I was like, I, like, I, I understand, look, like, because it's just. My my, my my reasoning for just removing the the sound effect is just you already have um, like Madeline Hawthorne awoke to the mournful sound of a foghorn. That right there describes what a foghorn sound is. Yes, no.
0: Because uh, I, there's I honestly, different
1: sounding no, foghorns. I just, I, some of them are just like, and some of them are bu. Okay, listen. I was in St. John's recently, <laughs> yes. and we woke up to uh, to the sound of foghorns. Was uh, it a bu or a?
3: It was yeah. just a.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. But that is there's there's two distinct <laughs> okay. types of foghorns. There's my <laughs> view, and you, guys are, you <laughs> guys are kind of helping my cause because okay. we all have different like sound effects for foghorns.
2: Hence, why you have to describe okay. the sound effects. But was that a foghorn or was that a ship no, coming no, in? <laughs> no, that was actually
1: that was actually the foghorn of in for the for the bay of Saint or for the harbor of Saint John's. Yeah, ah, they all have different okay. sounds. So yeah, because just, they it, all have it, different it's, sounds, it's it, good to describe it. But I mean, the way it, like again, the way it is said in the sh- in the story, it, it just to me like and to you, yes. it, yeah. it, it yeah. sounds like a siren is going like an ambulance is going by. I'm,
3: I'm not saying that. It's done perfectly. I'm saying the dis- the reason for it being there is good. All they have to do is switch the first okay, letter well, to a B. Then it's B U. We're going to have to agree
1: to disagree because I personally think that it would be it, it would be just str- like stronger if those two, th- that sound effect was not there and it was just the description of the sound. But you like you're like it's it, you're also uh, open to your opinion. Well,
3: of course I am.
2: So or better yet, have a link to a sound clip.
1: Done. Cross media, <laughs> cross media age, <aid> bitches. <laughs> <laughs> links we can has them now in stories. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of like what happened in 1999, right? Because like, uh, wasn't there like a link to a, a YouTube video that had that song chanting yeah. going on? Yeah, yes, yeah. there was a couple of links. Yeah. yeah, There was one showing the tractor. I don't want to bring up 1999. It's almost like you guys have, have been recording. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no,
1: sorry. Yeah, anyways, um, so let's move on. Um, so here's another quote. Uh, Megara scowled as she snapped her fingers. Three reefer's appeared in her hand. She held two out to the other girls to take. So I actually had to ask some friends of ours that um that have s- are, are semi aficionados on uh, drug culture, um, because. When does this take place? That refer uh, to refer to a joint as a reefer. <laughs> um, admittedly, okay. this is se- seemingly a dream sequence at this point. So, like, it could be like kind of it could be like going across different timelines, but still. Um, and yeah, like, I because well, at the very beginning, I almost thought this was modern, like period. And then I realized, it, no, yeah. no, it's mid eighties. I, I think it's around the same time as the ori- the other story where it was like mid eighties, early uh, or, like mid to late eighties. How long is the, the golf golf culture and calling uh, your I hair actually, purple? I background? actually looked it up. Uh, anime con- conventions um, or fan anime conventions and golf culture have been. we around uh, well into the eighties. Um, what about the
3: trend of dyeing your hair completely a uh, fantastic colors.
1: Really? Yep. Where do you think punk uh, like like punk stuff was in the eighties? And they were all about like crazy like, like hairspray and stuff of that. Yeah. I guess. Yes, Mikey. You seem conflicted.
2: Okay, what would you prefer them say? Because you s- they said reefer,
1: I, and it, it's it, the author it be like <laughs> yeah.
2: writing reefer. It's not the character saying, hey, want a reefer? Exactly, yeah.
1: I so, honestly, I would have used, like, three joints.
2: She summoned three weeds. I, but
1: again, I did have to ask uh, our, uh, like one of our friends, and they did say that uh, reefer might have been used in the, in, as, as late as the 80s. I'm bringing it back.
2: Bring the reefer back. <laughs> oh. God, okay. no, calling them reefers from now on. No more joint, Just reefer. <laughs> All right. You, and you, that's you it. That. You do that, buddy. Uh, it's just starting the trend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Canada's going to be legalizing, legalizing it. it. So, I mean, it,
1: it, it's... it's already legal in a couple of states. So. Yeah.
2: So, so we're bringing back the terms. Okay. fine. Fair enough. I'm I mean it, it means what it means it the meaning of that word isn't gonna change anytime soon all right let's just let's so it, out. the word is perfectly fine right. I don't see why you're, what your issue was.
1: I, I was just like I was I was like trying to figure it out because um, again like with this I think with the last like the last time we did the story I wasn't quite sure what the timeline was until like later into the story and then it kind of solidified that it was sometime in the 80s. That this was taking place. Uh, but again, it's also like a dream sequence thing, so I
2: mean, it could be really wow. nebulous. And didn't we determine it was around the 80s At the other we did, one? Yeah,
1: about mid-80s. Uh,
2: so... so this one, like, it correlates to
1: the 80s, so... But anyway, um, another another question, or another another quote. So, teeny boppers are a derogatory term then? asked Cass. And then, yeah, I had to look this up, and it is a real term, and it turns out... It is, has the term, the term is as described in the story, and it was used widely during the 60s and 70s, which could correlate to the uh, period in the, in, the uh, in this dream encounter thing, or maybe even, like, as far, because uh, it is, um, the, the next thing is, uh, depends on who you talk to, Megaro replied, as she lit up her peace cigar. To my mom and grandma, a teeny bopper was, uh, just meant some... Or meant some circa nineteen fifties, sixties teen chick, who was into an actually decent band or artist. Now, yeah, I'm I'm doing.
3: I know. Hang on. Was that grandfather or father that said that?
1: Ma or grandma.
3: Ma or grandma. Yeah. So that would at least because they know that term. That would be probably from at least twenty to forty years ago.
1: Okay, no, they said, like, just just meant some circa 1950s, 60s teen chick. Oh, I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm trying
3: to get 100% grip on the timeline, because I'm not sure on it. So that's, that means at least, yeah, so it's at least the 80s. Yeah, at least Um,
1: the 80s. Because 50s, 67s. Or, like, late 80s. I'd say, like, again, like, we, we kind of tried to, like, fix this place into, like, mid to late 80s. Yeah, um, because I of guess. like the references that were being done, like yeah. tossed
2: around. Yeah. Uh, do we know when the big bopper was popular? That might coincide with it. I want to say sixties. Yeah, because that would coincide. They I just have Google or fans of the big bopper. <laughs> yeah. So teeny boppers.
1: Yeah, and then they're saying now it applies to just teeny beanie brainless, minimus brainest minimus posers who are totally obsessed with crappy pop music, tacky clothes, folks, celebs, and the latest tween idol movies. You see, so, because of
3: sentences like that, I have to think that this is like 2010. It doesn't seem I, in that, the that, 80s. See, that's
1: what I was kind of thinking. It seems like, modern. It, yeah, it does seem kind of modern, but I, I mean so I guess wow. there are some things in the story like that do kind of give it an 80s flair. Yeah. And also, if it was
2: modern, they'd be talking about twerking. This is true.
1: Also, um, uh, my next thing... So <laughs> my, yeah. my next note on this is... Oh, Pretty twerking,
3: uh, so like, maybe. So, like,
1: jeez. Yeah, we're, I, I was thinking this about late 80s period, for, based also off of the previous story. Uh, even with the anime conventions, which is mentioned uh, later in the story, um, the period still kind of works. Also, strange magic-using folk from another world living among us deals, uh, or the whole, that whole deal, and, uh, like Spiel that's um, yeah, so, so, easy. It's, so not, it's not like there's no, a weird no, magical no. person I'm, right I'm, right I'm using it as an explanation for why like there's some anachronisms um, it kind of has that also like it kind of rem- uh, reminds me of like um, uh, some of the issues uh, or some of the things you see in uh, Riverdale like the TV show with Archie or like the Ar- some of the new Archie comics where they use like 50s and 60s like things like uh, they have like like Archie's helping his dad with a um, a jalopy like an old jalopy or like they're using like '50s and '60s style cars alongside cell phones and smartphones and stuff like that. But they're they're they have that sit, like nuclear family kind of mm-hmm. feel, while still being kind of like they they're, they're blending like the modern technology like modern culture with like the '60s and '50s culture. Okay. Um, so I mean, again, magical beings live among us in the store in the story setting. So. They, their time, they kind of, their time, the way they perceive time could be different. So, like, they'd, like, use anachronism. So, they'd have, they'd wear, like, weird anachronistic
2: clothing and stuff like that.
1: Is what I was kind of trying to get at with that.
2: So, so. what you're saying is they're from the future. And the when past. Reefer comes back into main use. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Mikey. He stands for evil, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that stands for evil for a reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Here's the. Other, here's another one. Um, for a moment, she sat staring, open-mouthed, at the strange girl. Then she blinked and choked out, "What the flarb are you talking about?" <laughs> I, 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 so I, I commend you um, for using for 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 not wanting to use curse words, but "frack." This sounds so silly. <laughs> She's a freaking alien I know I speaking know. in an alien tongue. I know. I just like it. Just it just sounded silly to me, like the like flarb. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, alien
3: languages uh, sound silly to everyone because they're silly because you don't understand
1: them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's right. Like i just completely like just you just buried your mood. You're basically just dropping like all my. You're like turning out all my opinions. So. Yes, because you're wrong and all. <laughs> You want to go, uh, Gamer
2: Yellow? Yeah, maybe I do. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, We're going to the zoo. What? You want to go? Uh, Okay. Going to this location? Uh, So moving right along. Uh,
1: (laughs) So this is with regards to Curtisville. One of them no magic, no mystery, mundane sort of places. Yeah, it's pretty mundane as as it can get. Really? Mundane? The story seems to beg it to differ. She's not... Something's, something's definitely brewing in this town. She's not from this town. No, the, Ellery, Ellery is. No, she said no. she's from another Ellery place. Ellery is from... Okay, no. Cass, I'm loading up the kicker again, go. <laughs> is from uh, some other world. So possibly so is um, or uh um, yeah, the, Megara. Megara is at least from the town from the next town down, like south, which because that's where they are right now in that on that uh, beach. Uh, They're like south of of uh, Curtisville. Uh, I got. And Ellery came to Curtisville.
3: Came to that town from another town that has no magical beings. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, but no, like. The, the, no, it's talking about Curtisville being like a mundane place. That's where like, she came
3: from. But,
1: but Curtisville—that's not seems where they are. Be, no, I understand that. Curtisville seems to be like a mundane, like like the, they think that Curtisville is a mundane place. But like the story kind of begs to differ, especially There's, with something brewing in it. it probably, oh, be, oh, because of the uh, the other person
3: there. The what's her name? The the psychic vampire. Because of she's yeah, there, Yeah, okay. Well, it's probably generally a mundane place. There's not. Fantastical, magical beings having a beach party there. It's all subtle.
1: Okay, yeah, but I mean, like, it's just weird. Like, like the oh yeah, it's a pretty mundane place. There's no magic at all, except for you know the psychic vampire or the strange thing that comes in your dreams and is totally a, a, a post box. Except it's not a post box. <laughs> like. I don't know, just like based off... Of like I'm also basing my experience off of the, the last story as well. Which you like omitted from my memory. I, I did omit from you reading for the, for the sake of getting that opinion. Um, well, in my special opinion that you strategically formulated here,
3: it, does, it sounds like it's just a normal town. And yes, there's magic in it, but it's all under wraps. Hence why it looks like a mundane, kind of boring place to most.
1: Fine. <sighs> yeah.
2: And also, at least two... <laughs> Of those three, we're of another world. I'm pretty sure it says that somewhere in the story.
0: Yeah,
1: Megara and... But they're not from the town
3: that they're describing as mundane. They're, no, they're...
1: They're, they're just describing just a different natural town. Supernatural entities, yeah. like from some other world that just, like, visit uh, yeah. the earth. Although I'm yeah. pretty... I don't know, like, Megara seems to be a little bit more, like, savvy with the, the, our world than, than Kess does. Yes. Like, like, it's almost like Megara she lives like, here like, live, yeah like lives here like among or, or it was an normal person at some point and then became magical or something um, uh, so next quote uh, Mikara studied the photo carefully Ugh, it looks like a weeaboo to me says the girl with purple hair uh, it's also a god I, thing I, I, yeah but it's it, it was just like I don't know it just no I have to shut you down all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> to <verse> paper yeah <laughs>
3: We're done. Anyways, recommendations.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Gary Hill will no longer be appearing on the show. Great.
3: I can go back to sleeping in. I'm playing Warframe. <laughs> just...
1: So the next quote is, um, and then Madeline knew what exactly what it was. So the first what should be removed on the story. I yep. think that's the only grammar Nazism I think I've failed yeah. to come across in this entire yeah. story, which is good. Uh, this is my, and then this is my last quote before I go into just like full-on notes. Uh nervously her gaze focused on the backyard wall. From behind it, a thin spiral of smoke slowly arose only to be swept away by the wind. I think we brought this some of this part up, but um and that's the end. Wait. I, I guess uh Yeah. But but
0: like yeah. that
1: that's it? Like It just ends. Yeah. But there's like, I really hope, like, if, if the, the next story, it'll, like, continue, like... Yeah, we'll get some closure, but... So, like, yeah, the end section had an initial sense of... I don't know, for some reason there was an... Like, uh, I think around the time when, like, uh, she was afraid that the... Uh, a rock was going to come crashing through the window or something like that. I kind of got the sense that there was some, like, sense of dread. Because, um, like, maybe it was, like, the whole, like, supernatural entity has to be invited into to the house kind of thing. And that's why the because we don't really know who this thing who this other voice is or mm-hmm. like if it's a person that they know like yeah. we know it's somebody they know or they're aware of but we don't mm-hmm. know if it's a friend or like a foe or something that they've encountered um, and then it gets struck by lightning <laughs> apparently mm-hmm. and it kind of makes it whole the whole that whole sequence silly after that um, so uh, I love the whole like dream sequence bit when like when uh, and then when she awoke. The ending just didn't kind of correlate with that. Like, there, there was there was some momentum during the, like the dream sequence. Like, it's like this whole like this interesting uh, meeting of like supernatural entities and a person that had been like uh, like a victim of some kind of supernatural attack, mm-hmm. wanting to seek revenge on the thing that on the person that had uh, wronged yep. them. And then our character, our, our initial uh, protagonist, or initial character, just wakes up yep. from that vision. And we get this person that's knocking at our window, who we are never told who it is, or, like, mm. not even given a name or anything like that. They just, they, like, the characters just said they know who it is. And then the shit the story ends with her, with that person getting hit by lightning and uh, our character waiting at the window, like, watching the smoke kind of curl up into the sky.
3: Yeah. The closest we have to a name is Tw- Tweaker Trash Jesus Freak. For who? That's what one of them refers to, uh the person outside as Yep. It's the only reference to that. A wow. whiny, nasal voice barely audible above the downpour came from outside. "Oh, shut up," she muttered. "Tweaker trash, Jesus freak." That's yeah. what Nylon said. What the
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like And so, um actually this... she
3: calls her a twer- uh, the person Twerp later on as well.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the fact that uh the story did actually start off with um uh like I thought Ellery was actually like this like weird entity. And mm-hmm. then it turned out, goes. Like, she kind of looked weird, like, she looked like she was, like, an undead thing or something. Um, and then it kind of, as the story goes on, you quickly realize that she's actually the least, mon- uh, least uh, fantastical of the three mm-hmm. beings at, at, that, at that fireplace, or that fire, uh, at that bonfire. Um, as the two girls turn out to be, like, the supernatural entities. Mm-hmm. Um... This story actually kind of brought up some elements uh, that from something I recently uh, found on actually Slimebeast's YouTube channel. Uh, He did a video about keyhole fiction, which is basically stories that don't explain um, uh, the world that they are describing. They just kind of throw they they basically just describe the world as if you already should know the the world, like the the world's like uh, laws and whatnot. Um, And it leaves a lot to the reader to basically like, oh, okay, well. Um, uh, like it, it, like these two alien creatures are talking and some like of that, and they're talking about their culture and some like of that, and mm-hmm. through like the dialogue through the re- through the writing, the reader is able to pick up things that, and like basically extrapolate the the larger story from uh from by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and this seems to have that kind of feeling, also kind of the same feeling that you kind of get with uh, dream logic or dream stories, mm-hmm. where like just. Yeah, you're supposed to already know, like the what the uh, what a guardian what a, a guardian is that like Kess is, mm-hmm. uh, or a Nye wizard, because um, like they use Nye magic, mm-hmm. and all I could like, think of was Bill Nye the magic guy.
0: Yep, <laughs> science <laughs> magic
1: together. Bill Bill, 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 Bill Nye, the science wizard. <laughs> Bill, Bill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so like there's a lot of like inf- there's a lot of information we're given in this encounter. About mm-hmm. the world setting, it yep. kind of gives it a very whimsy, like kind of like again, mo- urban modern fantasy kind of feel to it. Like, a, uh, uh, like yeah, like it's a world where like the modern world, the mundane modern world, has these like nooks and crannies where like supernatural creatures can come out of. Um, I I generally find the the the, the whole like reality of this these stories kind of fascinating. I want to read more. I want to know more about it. I want to keep reading. The other stories. Um, there is definitely also something, or there, there's something sin- sinister and creepy in the setting itself. Though I feel it is, it's really, it's coated with a, that thick layer of whimsy and wonder. Mm-hmm. So, like we get like the like again the fantastical of like these being these fa- fairy creatures from another from the other world. But there's definitely something going on that's a little bit darker. And we just haven't gotten there yet, it seems. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, like, the next couple of stories will have something to kind of balance out more of the creepiness. Because otherwise these are just weird... Like, again, it's just modern fantasy stories. They're not really horror element. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely some kind of dark t- undertone going af- afoot here, but we're not really getting that more over the the flood of, like, the more fantastical whimsy characters. mm mm-hmm. Um... The story itself uh, reminded me, like it it feels like a lot of the the themes in it are similar to, like Icker Falls, Gravity Falls, even the Lost Boys film, um, comes to mind mainly because of the eighties flair it has. Like that, just supernatural small town stories that this uh, that is being written here, and I really do dig that kind of um, like fiction, like the small town with like lots of supernatural secrets. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm honestly just very intrigued by the. The setting, although the ending kind of could be re- could be written a little bit more clearly, like to connect the, the vision, because it it just seemed like it just kind of ended, like there was no, like yeah. it, like almost like a I, not even quite a cliffhanger, just like yeah, it just
2: ended, like it, it just ends, and a person that we have no emotional investment in gets struck by lightning,
1: yeah, and where we don't even know like who they like, yeah, we 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 kind of know what they what they're about. To a degree, through like that conversation, like I said, like uh, trashy. Twitter anyway. trash Jesus freak. Okay, Twitter yeah. trash Jesus freak. All yeah. Right. So. Yeah. It's like that's all we kind of get a description of, so. It's odd. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically my notes. So. Mikey? Uh, uh,
2: the biggest issue that I have with this is that it is essentially. A dream sequence that we get. And it executes it well for being a dream sequence. Because usually when you have a dream, your dream's just about to get good. And then you wake up. Yeah. So, and that's what we felt like. Oh, we're going to find out about this curse and how it's going to be put on. And then gone. And it's like, ah. But, so, in that regard captures the dream but in the same regard the dreams are notoriously unfinished Mm -hmm. and we don't get any closure from what's happening there and the main main protagonists is the one doing the dreaming, <laughs>
1: and and they're like just as confused as we are because yeah oh, that was a weird dream. Yeah. Like they even tried to remember like what was going on, who these people were, but then the dream started fading from their mind. It's like I, I really do hope that the next story kind of or like some, one, yeah. one of the stories coming up like details this. Yeah,
2: and the the only connection that I can find to the previous one is the fact that it's the same person that was on the bus name wise yeah um it would have been nice to have uh some form of connection like that clicking on the window was the hand
1: yeah I kind of almost now that I think about it like that that could have been it like what it was but it was just like again because even in the uh, in the first story like it's kind of um anomalous as to what exactly it is or like it's like weird like Form in the in the fog and mist, right?
2: Yeah. And then uh, you could have the lightning strike. Look out! Then there's a mailbox, and like, what the heck? Where did that mailbox come from? But that's just because we focus on the yeah. mailbox for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we it was a red herring, but it would be nice if it actually did something. <laughs> uh, so, uh, those are my key main thoughts. As a- as a story, nothing really happens. Yeah,
1: it's more of an encounter with like, we basically just like again, it's a a keyhole into a sto- uh, like story into or a keyhole into that uh, that encounter or that like that meeting on the beach. Mm-hmm. But then it's abruptly ended before it really kind of gets to like the deal, the pact, like so, like that's being made. To then go to the back to the girl waking up in a room, and then somebody at her at her window, and then those shenanigans, and then that's over, yeah, like, before they even get good again, before it gets good, like it's mm-hmm. like kind of like, I feel like that we had the same like issue with the last one where like the very ending it had that kind of thing, like where it just ended
2: kind of uh, abruptly I, I don't know I can't remember it just. One of the key problems with writing a story about a dream is that dreams don't have that ending that you want (laughs) in a story. (laughs) Because, like like I say, most of them just end. And which, don't get me wrong, they stated that it was a dream. Because the person went to sleep and then we got a dream that ended the way a dream should... But then nothing in the real world made sense, <laughs> yeah. like the person outside the window getting struck by lightning, and it was like, well, why w- did that happen? That there's no rhyme or reason as to why this person is throwing pebbles at the window.
1: Yeah, like, or like, why they like, like, how? Why? Why are they trying to get into the house so badly? Mm-hmm. Like we
2: never get that. Yeah. So those are my key points that I wanted to get across. Well, I guess it
3: kind of depends if this is meant to be like part two and those part yeah. three, like well, to also, keep leaving you with hooks. Yeah, like, and yes, that, I don't know.
1: that was one of the reasons I wanted you to read it without reading the first one. And mm-hmm. I do apologize if that screwed up your um, mentality for it or your uh, your state of mind for it. I
3: don't know, from the sounds of it, not much in the. And the first happens in this,
1: yeah, yeah, really just like the setting, or like yeah. we know a little bit more about the kids, I think, through the in the bus stop uh, on the bus, mm-hmm. like what they look like and stuff like that. Like, we don't even get Madeline's uh
2: description really in this one, no, we don't.
1: But then again, it, Madeline really isn't the focus in this one,
2: no, so what are your notes, Gamer and Yellow? Well, one part it's just kind of opinion, oh, like I want your guys' opinion on it,
3: yeah, it's nothing to do specifically with this story just with kind of English in general, I find that when you're doing a story mm-hmm. and you're writing it, yep. and then there's narration or or even if someone's talking or whatever, then they use italics to show that someone's thinking something. Yep. Yeah, I find that half the time you miss that because on certain types of fonts, it's really hard to see from non-italic to italic. Yep, Yeah. So I, I'm still surprised that that is the way that most people do it. I looked it online and some people do it with quotes, like full on quotes. But then that, that also gets confusing because full on quotes are that. Dialogue,
1: right? Yeah. So
3: why don't people do it with like dual apostrophes, like bracket with apostrophes? So it's not a double quote; it's a single. Yeah. I know I'm but not going to were... be making new bra- new ground here and like changing no, uh, the way the <laughs> English language works and how everyone writes it, but I just figured um. there'd be a better way of doing it.
2: Yeah, I.
3: As opposed to saying like. Madeline thought bleh every time
1: yeah exactly which
3: yeah. can get
1: annoying Uh, like maybe like a dash like kind of almost like a note kind of way I don't know no. like it's yeah it's hard to what
3: you mean like bracket in in uh like lines
1: no I almost like, like a lines. dash like at the beginning like yeah
3: dash then the then the, uh,
0: then the, the thought, thought
3: then dash yeah. yeah just bracket it in something other than just quotations or, or italics because it's kind of hard to see that.
0: yeah
2: Pardon me? Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to distinguish between internal monologue versus... Um, what's being described. What's being described when you're the both the narrator and the protagonist.
0: Yeah.
2: Because it's Madeline's dream, so...
0: The, we're basically it's the it question... Her,
2: but. It becomes the question of whether or not those are her thoughts or if they're the thoughts of the three. Because it did, does say at the beginning that the thoughts... Like, she could understand the thoughts of the creatures and, well, for lack of a better word, just the three teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that were there. So... And that might be part of the issue, is that the thought, like, do we need the thoughts?
1: Yeah, like,
3: well, be... there's a
2: lot of thoughts put out through this. Yeah, but...
3: So I feel like in this story it's necessary because of how often it's used. Yeah. Like, yes, you probably could get away without it if you don't need to know their opinions, but...
2: Well, and is there a way to sort of have that without using thoughts? Or is it needed because of the fact that it is a dream? And you need to know the protagonist's thoughts in regards to the other three? Probably, because she's also the other three,
3: so she experiences everything they're experiencing, Mm -hmm. including their thoughts. Yeah. So, it makes
2: sense. So, um... I just figured there'd be a different way of doing it. Honestly, uh, most stories don't use thoughts. Mm-hmm. They just use narration and then characters.
1: Yeah, like, this character, like, well, I, I remember, actually, I mean, I, the story, I was the novel I read recently was, like, um, uh, the character felt like this when they uh, sliced through, like, this person or Or they accidentally, like, cut this person or something like that. Yeah. Um, like, they use, like, that, like, they use more of that rather than, like, um, it's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen, Boa thought or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and thoughts aren't typically used like in my experience for novels and such because in the writing that I've read or the novels that I've read, you have characters and then they do things and you sort of find out things as they find them out as opposed to them thinking it and then, oh, now you know. Yeah, so it's
3: yeah, but if you're actually wanting to get immersed in the character, you would need to know what they're physically doing, what like what people see them doing, what they're saying, and what they're thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
3: in that type of story, you would need thoughts being shown some one way or another.
0: Yeah.
1: So I also remember actually when the dream started, when the vision started, I was like, okay, so who's who? Like it wasn't in, like I almost thought like um, Ellery was Megara. Like I almost thought that she had purple hair, and then I realized, no, it's the, one of the people at the log initially. Mm-hmm. Or and like again, the whole like, uh, I had a
2: pretty clear picture of that. I don't know, yeah. it's
1: just something that kind of like came up uh, a couple of times. Like I had to like double take, a few, um, like once or twice. Yeah. Um, and then when the uh, Madeline is the moth above them, but she's also the different people. I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> and then I clicked that it's like that she's just basically. Seeing or hearing their thoughts as well as the and like no like just mm-hmm. intrinsically through dream knows what their thoughts are. Yeah, but yeah, it was just like a little confusing at first
0: for me. Yeah. yeah,
2: And I I do recall reading a different section that and being like, oh, okay, that's the person's thoughts because it was italicized, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and it does sort of stand out a little bit to know when it's the person's thoughts versus what they're just saying is happening type thing. Yeah.
3: But either way, with the way that they did it, they kept consistency for most of the time. There's one part near the end where, um, they broke the consistency of using italics for thoughts where they just straight up went, uh, those are the two she thought. They could have been, they could have been just dream people, but that Wilcox girl, I know I've seen her before as well as that McLaren brat, but where exactly? And that's just said normally.
1: Yeah. Like, everywhere everywhere, everywhere else, else like, it's italics, italic, yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was on purpose or an accident, but... Otherwise, yeah, the consistency was there everywhere else for... Mm-hmm. For
1: the the thoughts. Yes. For the thought, of the thought bubbles, basically.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, near the... Uh, early in the story, way before the thought thing, one part I thought was weird is, when she got up, looked at the window, and then she went back, her movement describing going back to the bed was... She went. Oh, to hell with this! She said grumpily, and she stalked back to bed.
1: Yeah, I remember reading that. I was like,
3: I didn't know "stalked" was a way to describe movement.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> like you're stalking your prayer. Usually, what's your prayer? The bed.
0: Yeah, yeah like
1: usually it's like like stalking As in like you're like it's more like you're you're trying to like keep from like tell, like uh, like from like uh, like setting off the the creaking of the uh, floorboards or. But there's a loud bed.
3: storm going on right now. Yeah, I know. It was just weird
1: so, It's like Was she sneaking Like, like a I think, I think like, cartoon? She, she shambles like, back to bed Maybe would have been better Because she's like Still like super tired Yeah Or she's grumpily Like stormed off But I'm Storm outside mm-hmm. I don't <sighs> leave <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: yep. Oh yeah And also
1: <laughs> The
3: fact that There was a <laughs> fog horn That was going off earlier mm-hmm. That was audible to everyone
2: And yet walking Was too loud Yeah
3: I don't know why she's
2: so, sleeping with cement booties on. When do fog horns happen,
1: typically? Uh, usually uh, when it's, well, I mean, obviously when just it's really two. foggy. Um, yeah. And it sets off, like, at least from what it, what it was in the, the harbor there uh, in St. John's, it was, like, at least every five, to, uh, every ten to twenty minutes, they'd, okay. go, uh, they'd set it off. As long as there's fog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was basically just to, just to alert when, and just in case somebody, like, a, a ship was coming into, into harbor. Even and in the happens, middle of the night. Uh no, in the more more or less in the morning. Um, at night they'd have the um the lighthouse.
3: Cuz this was like 1 o'clock in the morning this was going on.
1: Like, uh, they, I mean early morning like around like I I'm, I don't remember like I don't remember like waking up to the foghorn, but uh, I do remember waking up um when I did wake up at like 6 or some 6 or so in the morning, uh they were it was going off. Hmm.
2: Okay. So, well and this sounds like it was happening before they went to bed. So yeah. that would be
1: I don't know. I'm not like I, I wasn't. If if it did go off, like if maybe there wasn't fo- that much fog, yeah, uh, at the time.
2: That's true. Yeah,
1: like maybe it goes off when it uh, when it's particularly like murky,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: even at night when the uh, the light uh, the lighthouse won't go off. So that's why they use the sound, right? So, yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And that works.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, moving on at the start of the um, the dream sequence, like. So far, it's she's been describing things, and it's like kind of dark and a little spooky and stuff just with what's going on, and then this kind of brought me out of it immediately when she started describing it, and she's describing the three people sitting at the bonfire, and she's like, even though she hadn't seen them before in her entire tween life, yeah, that word tween completely dragged <laughs> me out of the yeah And also, tween describing someone that's between 8 and 12... Isn't yeah. that like a very modern term? Yep.
1: Yeah, it is a fairly. This modern is not group. an eighties. Yeah, no. yeah no, that, I am pretty sure tween is not an eighties term. Even no. so, like it's an it's a ye oldie term for saying in between things, but referring to that age group. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. This know, is I, very modern.
1: I agree with you. Like it's more. Yeah, that's more of a, like a t- uh, millennial or millennial. That's more of a like turn of the se- turn of the new millennium kind of yeah. term. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's why every time
3: you said eighties, I'm like, I don't think it is. I couldn't remember why, but well, that then, well, was all that, right. Yeah, tweens.
1: and so that was the thing, like, uh, and I think, we, again, we had the same issue with the first one, where we were trying to pinpoint the, the time period, Yeah. and we eventually focused on 80s, and this one, like, I was, like, at the beginning, I was, I was trying to figure out what the time period is, and then I realized, partially also from the first story, because, like, same character, M- Madeline Harthor- Hawthorne, mm-hmm. um, that it was, like, eventually we came to, like, an 80s period. Yeah. So, how old was this Madeline in the first one? I think there's was about like eight or twelve, like anywhere sometime between eight and twelve, because they were in like uh, elementary school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: So I'm just making sure. All right. And then at this point in the story, maybe I'm stupid. It's entirely possible, but like I started a count of the times I had to Google words that I didn't know.
1: (laughs) It's like (laughs) uh, what words? Like tumult. Do you know what tumult is? I, I what's, what's the context? I probably
2: glazed over. What's it? the
1: context of tumult?
2: I, I
3: didn't write the entire thing down. I would be here forever, but it's it's confusion.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: And
3: yeah, then, I don't remember that. And me. then I had to look up stalked to see if there was a specific yeah. way to describe that movement. I Had to look up mousy when referring to hair. Mousy hair. Do you know what that is?
1: Yeah, let's use scraggly, right? No, it's brown. Oh. <laughs> hmm. then All right. I, I had to look up ringlets. In, really? regards, in regards okay. to hair? That one I knew. What's that? It's like, like almost like a, uh, it's like ringed, like where it's curled like, almost like a... Yeah, it's like, like corkscrewed hair. Yeah, corkscrewed yeah. hair, yeah.
3: I, I don't have the most luxurious hair, so <laughs> I don't know these okay. things.
1: Well, I mean, it's covered by a hood and a mask. Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
3: And then I had to look up tresses as well. Okay, that one I knew. Which is another hair thing. Yeah. Just a long thing of hair. Acrid.
1: Which acrid, I knew was something kind of bad, but I didn't know exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, the smell of like s- not sulfur, but like it's got like a pungent, like yeah. acrid smell, like a uh, like brimstone would be acrid. Like it's a it's mm-hmm. a burnt smell, I think.
3: Yeah, and I'd look up gorge, as in not the like a gorge, as in a no, as in
1: gorged on, on no, as in
3: like in your throat.
1: Okay, no that okay. Oh right, yeah. I, I've never heard that. I, I've throat. never heard it to the throat. Yeah.
3: Then like I'm not huge into things. I had to look up weeaboo. I've heard that before, but I didn't know what it yeah, exactly meant. Yeah, weeaboo is
1: the derogatory term for anime fan. Yeah. Or for a, for for a Caucasian, or for North American anime fans. Yeah. That are, like, huge into Japanese culture. Yeah,
3: It's just... I got tired of being <laughs> on Google more than on the creepypasta. Again, it might be an idiot. It's entirely possible. But...
1: Or you're just not sav- like internet savvy. Because like, a lot of those are, ter- are like slangs from... Only like, one or on two are internet
3: text. savvy. Most of them are just fancy words for mm-hmm. simple words. Yeah. Which I would know if I read more things. But I don't. Because video games and such. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, and then this part's kind of weird. Because I feel like they kind of go back on themselves. So near the start of the dream... Mm-hmm. Um, not Madeline. The Gorgon. What's her name? Uh, Megara. Well. Megara. She's like, "Hey, what's this about, anyway? Someone giving you a bad time? You just give me their names, and I'll go sort it out for you." That's a lie. Yeah, because near the end of that dream, she says, "We can't have any ad. We can't have any adequate curse made without first hearing about the history of the victim slash whack job."
1: Also, before yeah. Also, this is this is what I was getting at earlier uh, in my notes with uh, how they, or at least I think in the rundown I said it, um, but like so. Ellery com- comes to them seeking um like asking them about like who c- if they can like set up a curse and stuff of like that. Yeah. And like would you curse uh would you uh put a pl- place of a horrible curse on would you like put a somebody on, on somebody who like on me. somebody who uh like who you, like you really hated. And so I was like no I don't think I could. And mm-hmm. then the next thing uh, goes like oh what you had somebody bothering you? you want us to take care of it and it's like same like it's not a curse but it's like you want keep, to rough them up they like they keep
3: flipping around it's like right at the start yeah. it's like if she just went up and went, this is her name, this is her picture, then bam, she would go and do it. But then the more that she talks, she's like, okay, well, I need information on this person yeah, before I do a I need information
1: before I even bother. It's me. weird. Yeah, it's like, I was like wait, uh, why would you, like, wait, so you can do, you would curse somebody. Like, yes. You won't curse your most hated person, but you'll curse somebody who, um... who Just like, because was, they've because been giving you a hard this, because time. Because this person said that they were victimized by the person. Like, yeah. You
3: know, like, just based off of someone giving you a bad time, she was like, okay, give me their name. Yeah. But then, after describing all the horrible things that she's doing, oh, well, I'm going to need more backup information on that. Yeah, it's like, it's, what happened? Yeah, what happened to you that yeah. Stuff,
1: yeah. Well, it's the reefer uh, talking, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that was actually my first... Uh, for some reason, that was my first uh, inclination that Megara was something else, like something supernatural, was when she just, like, uh, made three joints appear in her uh, hand, and then, like made two of them cease to exist. That was your first one? Yeah. For, uh, My the, first uh, one
3: was when her hair turned into snakes. And here's
1: the problem. My, the, the hair thing, I, again, like, I got confused and thought that was Ellery's hair, not Megara's. She was I, I, it, though. I, I had to reread it three times before I realized that it was actually Megara. Oh. Um, and I, again, I'm not sure if that's just like the writing or if it was just me being an idiot. No,
3: no, I can't <laughs> make the me idiot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the one part I found weird was, while they're describing things... Um, Ellery says something, and then, and I quote, and a few minutes of silence followed before she continued. So they just sat there for three minutes after saying something, and then she continued her sentence. Yeah. Neither of them said or did anything. They're not like, is there more? Um, Do you want to continue? They're all just sitting there. <laughs> just waiting
2: patiently. The, just like the, they suffered a mini stroke, all of them. <laughs> yep,
1: it happens often. Magical creatures.
3: I'm going to guess that instead of a few minutes, that was meant to be a few moments. Yeah, if
2: yeah. a few moments, that's
3: fine. Well, but well, literally well, three minutes. Well, yeah, like well, a,
2: a few moments is a lot longer than three minutes. Because a, a moment, as a time of measure, is ninety seconds. Says who? says people. Are
3: people reputable?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sure.
1: So the way, the way I thought of was like, like, she's like, everyone, like, she, she, uh, so Ellery stops her, her story for a second. The other two just, like, kind of sit there, like, uh, waiting patiently, and then, like, just like, out of the corner of uh, Ellery's uh, mouth, she's like, pause for effect. <laughs>
3: yeah, pretty much. Sure. It's just uh, a little weird. And then um, also back to what I said earlier when she was asking about the history of the victim slash whack job. Did she literally say victim, then the word slash, and then the word whack job? Yeah. Victim slash whack job. That's just. I Maybe
1: mean, before I do that in conversation, like I was like, oh, you know, like the school slash asylum. Or like, I guess. Would you write it like that with a slash, or would you type out slash? I know when you're oh, saying that someone's saying it. They use the slash, or like, yes, i would use the slash. I wouldn't use slash, like because I know what slash is. And the victim slash the whack job. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I guess I felt this kind of Victim slash. Also, I just realized that like she was calling her a victim slash also like a nut job, like a like a crazy. Or no, she's
3: thing. not saying that. Ellery's the whack job. Saying that the person that Ellery wants her to murder is okay. because she's the next potential victim of her. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then by the end of the dream sequence, I went back and I straight up counted all of the words that I felt that a eight to twelve year old would not know. Thirty-one words in that dream <laughs> sequence. Okay. Would you think a tween would know and use commonly words like obliterate, vengeance, clique bitch, obnoxious, brain cell deprived, teeny bopper, fruitcakes, reefer, spoil my palate, derogatory turn, brainless minimus posers, freaking travesty to mother earth, feet first into a swamp full of ravenous crocodiles, <laughs> or failing that, a good marsh pit ass whooping? I mean,
1: to be fair, <laughs> for the most part, yes. Um, Some, again, like... Okay. We are kind of like, again, like we never, like we are, like, we as readers are like hearing this conversation going on from these slightly older, what I assume are slightly older individuals. This is
3: not in reality. This is in someone's dream, or the pre- dream of a tween.
1: Yes, but, so it, it it's, may, through but it's their but, information but that they have. Given what, like, what the setting is and so that, I, I mean, I was led to assume that it is a, uh, like, a premonition or a vision of some kind of a play, of something that's going on.
3: I mean,. I didn't see the first one, so I have no idea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wouldn't matter. But I understand where both are coming from, and it basically becomes a question, is she more prophetic, and are these dreams actually happening, in which case she doesn't understand or necessarily understand it, but they're happening because it's actually... These characters are real. Yes. Yeah. And that's one thing I didn't really know.
3: Because I don't know the setting, I assumed that all of this is just a dream. And there might be some relevance to it, but it's just fantastical things happening in a dream. Yeah. So, in my mind, I'm like, okay, this eight-year-old is saying all these huge words. Okay. (laughs) I didn't understand. And she's, like, quoting George Romero and The Sopranos and uh, shit. That, that
1: happens in the other one as well. Um, like yeah. Specifically those two? Well, well No, like, Carpenter. Like they reference a lot of, like, John Carpenter stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as well as, like, oh. some, like, what? A vinyl radio show? Like, well, horror show or something like that?
2: Mentioning The Sopranos. That's Wait, really new. That's yeah. not 80s at all.
1: Wait. I told you. This is modern. <laughs> Wait, oh, no. Well, um, actually, somebody on the comment... Actually, didn't read some of the comments. I think somebody actually commented on that. And that... Um, the explanation was that Kess is from, uh, is of the fairy folk, and the fairy folk have a different type of, like, time stream kind of, like, thing going. Um, or at least it's commonly, like, commonly kind of assumed that the fairy folk, um, like, live outside of conventional time. So, she may have, like, gone to the future, and, like, and, like know some things about the future, and, but not know as much about the, the past. But, but, that but that doesn't matter. I know, yeah. It, 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 doesn't it, doesn't matter scene. Because... it might also just be a plot hole. <laughs> Kess <laughs> is not saying this. Yeah. It is the
3: narrator.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, it's a narrator the narrator setting the scene. saying during... Saying it was like the scene from The Sopranos where they're doing
1: the yeah, hit so list. was like Madeline like, yeah. watching. Wow. Uh, yeah, That's what I said, that, the tween knows all this. Okay, that kind of blows our uh, idea that it's set in the 80s out of the water a little bit.
2: Well, your idea. No yeah, your idea. idea. Yeah. The first one was 80s because of Pound Puppies. But, this
1: Hothler, Like,
0: okay.
2: So clearly... And here's the explanation. She's, Madeline is older, it's in the future, and she has a, the ten-year-old sister. Ah, okay.
1: Because so what, the it first does,
2: one's older? The first uh, pasta's older? Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
1: well, the first well, pasta is set sometime in the mid to the late 80s. This one is set a little bit more modern. Where, no, yeah.
3: because right now she's a tween. She is between 8 and 12 years old right yeah, now. Yeah, is like
1: about 8 years old or something like that in the last one, I think? About that
3: age? She would have to be a newborn in the previous one, or in the negatives for years.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, Uh M.M. Pratt, if, you, if you're listening,
2: may, maybe explain that. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, we got you now! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Take that, we didn't have to... Not look up poems. (laughs) (laughs) Wow,
1: okay. But for reals, though, like, maybe maybe help us out a little bit? (laughs) When I was reading it, I
3: thought modern the entire way through uh, But again,
1: again, you guys had the the previous information of uh, the previous one. That is one of the reasons I wanted you to read it um, without reading the other story, was because um, I wanted to see what your opinion was of the story without having context to the last one to see if it maybe worked on its own rather than needing yeah. context from the, from a previous story. Because mm-hmm. this does seem to be a series of stories. Yeah. And I guess next time we do the next one, because we're, we're probably going to end up doing the whole series, you should read the first one. The, the first, the first one get caught are, up, are, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, show. This was just kind of a one-time experiment that yes. will probably happen again <laughs> another time.
2: For sure. <laughs> A one-time that will happen again in the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... So he's going to be... Doing uh, bedtime five with us?
0: <laughs>
1: oh right, that's a thing. Maybe not. Maybe we'll spare you of that one.
3: I have no idea what's going on.
1: <laughs> Don't worry
3: about it. Okay. Anyways, all right. Um, I only got a couple more notes. One being when she woke up from the dream. In quotes, it says, "Rubbed her arm across her pixie face."
1: Yeah, pixie face. I, I, Is I, she a okay, pixie? No, no. Pixie? no, no. Here, here's here's what I'm thinking. For, that's just a descriptor to give, like that she had a pixie-like face, like a fair face, like a, uh, like a like a fair girl face, like not that she was a pixie, but like it's a description for a girl. It's just weird that after all of this,
3: no, I, I understand. It,
1: yeah, I do. After I do all consent. this
3: talk of mystical things and yeah. creatures, and then all of a sudden, runs her aunt, aunt runs her pixie face, I'm like, oh, she's a pixie. Okay, or maybe that's why she's still a
1: tween in the in the modern time. It's because she's. She has an age. She's, she's, she's kind of ageless, like a pixie. I don't know. Um, I, my, my, I just kind of... I, 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 I saw that again, too. I was like, wait. And I was like, no, that's probably a descriptor for what she looks like. What she looks like probably like I a pixie. I'm
2: just guessing. It's weird.
1: It's guesswork.
2: I didn't know. I figured it out. Reincarnation. The oh, kids yeah. keep dying and getting reborn <laughs> And the era keeps changing, so they're always tweens when it comes to the story, but they're in different eras.
1: Oh man, we got you now <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. You never know. Yeah, no, uh, I don't know, maybe. That, that's an interesting <laughs> theory, though. We'll see if it, we'll see if it works out, <laughs> or if we fall forever <laughs> in, in, in despair and mistakes. <laughs>
3: That's probably the case. Yeah. Yeah, and then my last note is just like talking about the end is just oh, it's over.
1: Yeah. No, right? It just ends. It it doesn't end. It stops. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Just like and I stop writing, (laughs) or yeah, like not even like tune in next time on Curtisville Misadventures. Yeah. (laughs) Like
3: I kept trying to scroll up, and it just it just stayed there. Yeah. There wasn't more. So I, I don't
1: know. Yeah, it, it it was kind of like this for this one. It was kind of like, wait, it's over.
3: Did it stop just, like that the first one?
1: Uh, I think I feel like it did kind of end like abruptly, but not. But for that one, it actually kind of seemed okay, for me anyway. Like personally, it felt okay for that one to end the way it did. Well, because it, it ended on like kind of a zinger kind of thing to me. This one though, just kind of it just ends like, like what happened to that person that just got struck by lightning? Yeah, random person <laughs> we don't know died.
3: Everyone's freaking out, and that's it. Yeah.
1: Was or like my question is: Was that the the spunky girl, or the girl, the, vamp, the psychic vampire girl, and the curse finally, and the girl, and the curse took effect? Because she was dreading uh, like the character, the person coming, trying to get into her house. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, wait, well, I,
2: maybe that. To me, it felt more like it was one of those annoying friends. That well, well, keeps showing up, which is e- kind
1: of, even when you don't
2: want them to. Which
1: is kind of the opus uh, operandum, or the. Mo, uh, I'm just gonna stop saying that. We're using that word, or using that phrase. Uh, it's kind of like the um, the. Uh, it seems to be the nature or attitude of that girl that everybody hates. To be yeah. uh, like to be kind of
2: an irritating person <laughs> that you can't escape. But the problem with that is that she's was a prim and proper doll looking that's girl true but
1: like yeah
2: why would she go out
1: at night in the middle of the night, night in the rain and, and throwing fog, rocks at the and window throwing pebbles and like unless she maybe like is actually like somehow has supernatural entity that she needed to feed but that's me throwing things into the mouth yeah, of the story I think so. that would have been a good ending like if
3: um, they end the if the dream sequence ends with showing the picture, describing the picture, and then she wakes up, and then there's someone at the window throwing shit. And if and instead, her, inst- like, if instead yeah. of tweaker trash, Jesus freak, she'd be like, "Ah, stupid weirdo, go away." Yeah. And then or,
1: or, or like or oh, it's like God or oh, it's like damn it, uh, like and she actually, oh, was like, "Oh, it's my that's my friend." Uh, blah, blah. And then she likes uh, the the pebbles fall or hit the the glass. Is like, oh no, it's her, it's, it's uh, she's there. I was like, "Why she doing here so late?" And then Zap is like, "Oh God, the curse!" Yeah. Uh, they, 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 and then, and then, like the reader, like specifically, would know the curse was was put upon her. Yeah. To get vengeance, I was like, "Oh God!" And I'm like, that, "That would be that would be that a very would, good that edit. would make it correlate a lot better." Like the ending, yeah. Upon it, I feel
3: now I feel yeah. like we're reading two different stories. Yeah.
1: Uh, the, uh, that or,
3: have no connection. Yeah,
1: but yeah, we should. Yeah, so. About about
2: it. I don't yep. So, I guess, from recommendations.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I want to. I'll recommend. I, I recommend it because I did actually really enjoy the encounter on the on the beach sequence. Um, I feel like the story could be re- could be worked a little bit, especially that ending, because it just doesn't correlate a hundred percent for me with the with what the rest of the story was telling. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of the, the story, I, th- I feel as a whole was trying to get like was was all about this meeting that um, and like. Some kind of deal uh, the characters was making uh, Ellery er- er- was making with the um uh, the, with the uh, supernatural th- creatures to get revenge on somebody and then the Madeline thing was just kind of like the wind like the uh the work around win- like win- uh, window narrative mm-hmm. to get that information and the, but like it seemed and it seemed like it, it should have been a little bit more involved of like maybe like that the, the, the Vision is the focus point of a mystery that uh, Madeline's trying to solve, mm-hmm. but then it just kind of ends abruptly at the end. So like, yeah. it's not, it, like there needs to be more, or like even if this, even if there's another story coming up, I feel like that story should just be like pasted onto this one. Like it should yeah, be like, a continuation, the, yeah, continued on like right off the bat. Like don't bo- don't don't make two separate stories. Just
2: make one complete story. Yeah, um, and. That is, of course, assuming that the next one in the series has an ending. Or, or, is,
1: something or is connected is... to it, like, other than that they're all in Curtisville. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to find out, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So for this story, though, I do tangentially recommend it because I did enjoy the, the whimsy wonder of, like, this modern fan... Like, kind of like that, of that meeting and stuff like that, although it, it definitely could
2: be worked at. Yeah. So that's my recommendation. Um I'm not going to recommend it okay even though it does have some pros like the visualizations yeah like there's some good visualizations in there like the the darkness and the fog and the creepy shadows and the and,
1: characters and so sort of that uh, like yeah I, I feel like sorry I, not to hijack your uh your recommendation but That's what also, we do here yeah <laughs> uh, the Gurdine like I feel like, even though we don't know what the like we aren't told what the Gurdine are or the mm-hmm. Nye, uh like like what they're all about, I feel like it still worked in the story. Like I mm-hmm. didn't really like I I could know more. I wouldn't like to know more about them, but I understand what they are about in the with yeah. the way the story was written, like it described.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- there's good um, descriptions, but again, just as the Dream is getting good, it ends, and then the story continues and then ends abruptly, so we get the double ending abruptly scenario. Yeah. Which you'd expect it once if it were based on a dream, but the fact that you get it twice. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs)
0: because the
1: dream ends abruptly, and then the story ends abruptly. Yeah. It's like double
2: abruptly. So, it's just, ah, and the fact that nothing really happens until the end with the lightning. Yeah. And it happens to a character that we don't know who the character is. Yes, yeah. we have, like, no idea what their connection is to any of this. Yeah. Other than they are
1: annoying to the, and possibly, like, the the character, the Madeline possibly dreads them trying to get in or something. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. felt that she was just annoyed by her. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just Not dreaded. Like, I, I kind of had the, there's there's like I think there's a line at the very end that like right before like the, the lightning struck and some of that there there was like a sense of dread to me mm-hmm. going on like that was like the kind of one of the pre- just because you knew
3: she was about to get struck by lightning
1: I didn't know she was going to get struck by lightning at all I thought she was just going to like again thunderstorm
3: like, grabbing a lot a huge ladder I didn't old. know
1: there was lightning I thought it was just rain and fog uh, I didn't realize there was lightning out there until you know lightning flash mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah just kind of
0: ended
2: to yeah. And Achilles. again, nothing really happens until the end, and you don't know why it happened. Like yeah. there's, there's nothing that leads up to that lightning strike. Uh, like, well, we've stated if it was the person that was going to be cursed, that would have tied it better together. Yeah, definitely. But we don't know that. Yeah. So that's my recommendation. Gamer, you know. I'm gonna get the app up again. Okay. Um, I'm
3: also going to not recommend it, just because I feel like it doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it puts you in a, an area that you, like a, a world that you don't understand, partially probably because I didn't see the first one, so I don't know who that, um, the, that other race that that one the well, character was. That's, well,
1: that's never explained. That that's never explained? Concerned. Okay, yeah, well, this this I don't know new ter- This is actually new territory. <laughs> and I don't know what
3: the Nia Wizards are yeah um I don't know the actual levels of magic in the real world, so I don't know if the dream is fantastical or if it's literally just a premonition of what is actually happening out there in the world okay and there's no connection with the dream to the real world at all, so I feel like it doesn't go anywhere
1: okay, so we're so you just yeah because you didn't like there wasn't enough information for you to really care about what was going on well I
3: just I didn't mm-hmm. know what's going on at all. And just like nothing connects, it's all different. The only and also when I read it, I'm like, okay, this is a story, but it's not creepy to me.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah like there's said, no
1: like, creepy there, in this pasta. <laughs> there, there is something underlying in this. Like it's subtle. Like I, I, I picked up some sub, like some, some kind of like creepiness or something like with the the meeting even mm-hmm. and like again like wanting to get revenge like that could have been really creepy but also yeah. but it's it, it's 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 kind of overpowered by whimsy like
3: it's hmm. someone wanting
1: to get revenge
3: on an evil creature that is straight up
0: we're not, like a, we're a just,
3: fantasy action story yeah, but not wait, a creepy horror story it's not necessarily like, she's not necessarily evil she's just spoiled. she's a psychic vampire yeah, literally but, okay. a magical psychic vampire okay
1: so, like yeah but she may not be like psychic vampires can be humans like can just be regular people that just have like um an ability to siphon energy off of like emotion and, emotional energy and, and psychic energy from people
3: she like, has magic and she's using it not in a nice way she's a bad person okay so i there's no like she's she's a villain so, so
1: you your your thing is that it, there was just like no, like there this is like uh Nothing L. bad is happening to a nice person in doing in trying to get revenge off her.
3: Yeah, like for me the creepiest part in the entire thing was the fact that this ten year old pixie creature, which I thought she was, can think of mess thing messed up things that she probably couldn't think of, like hateful enough to put a curse on them, a curse that cannot be removed once inflicted, a curse that is guaranteed to cause extremely negative things to happen to the targeted persons, when that will cause irreparable damage to their genetic blueprint as well as their sanity.
1: But even yeah, an eight-year-old saying that, that? That was like, you know, what's funny when I, when I read that entire story, all I could think of was Ask a Ninja. It's like, it's like do you ever get tired of being alive? Like, like the way he likes, like the way that like uh, he said he would say things, like just like super fast and like aggressive, like some of something like. Like could you, could you curse somebody? Could you curse somebody uh, uh, to have like negative things happen to them? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh it just yeah. It, yeah. It, it's kind of that, that I, I will give that to you. It's kind of almost comical less less scary.
3: Yeah. So the TLDR is not recommending the two parts that are the story don't connect. There's no ending. There's no there's no creepiness in it. It's I don't know.
1: Alright, so that's two against
3: one. The, the story's good, it's just it's not a creepypasta. It is a a fantasy adventure story, or part of it, that has slight dark undertones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it a creepypasta, though, personally.
1: Okay. Uh, well, that was our week's episode. So, if you like what you heard, if you didn't, if you have lots of comments to say to us, by all means, throw them at us. Um, we're on Tumblr, QB6, Ki- uh, Facebook, YouTube... Uh, you can ch- uh, talk to us on Twitter. Mikey is at eStandsForEvil I'm at Review Cultist. Gamer in Yellow is on Xbox at The Gamer in Yellow without the W because Microsoft hates him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we are, you can also send us emails at Aldente at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Where you can leave us emails, suggestions for other preposters you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, you can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Um, uh, and for, uh, you can also check out the title cards for each episode on uh, crazonstudios.tumblr.com or on the YouTube channel, Eldente Rigamortis, with the, uh, video versions of each episode. And, uh, if you'd like to support us, you can go to Patreon, uh, look up El Dente Rigamortis and choose the tier you'd like to support us at. We have behind-the-scenes content, uh, special episodes, and, uh, early access. And for our patrons... That are already do- uh, generously donating to us. Thank you. Uh, you keep the lights on, and uh, we very much appreciate that. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist.
2: I am Mikey, the E stands for Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow.
1: And this has been Aldente Mortis.
0: Sleep well. <laughs>
3: amazing b-roll especially yeah. the b-roll of me opening the timbits box you missed yeah. it
1: exactly
0: how dare you
1: I'm sorry you better be as I eat a timbit on Mike, it's fine
3: no eating a timbit on Mike would be like like this oh
1: alright right. ADR <laughs> is not an ASMR podcast
2: <laughs> why not no ASMR mm-hmm <laughs> Actively silly men Revolution. record. Oh,
1: hello, and welcome to Al Dente Rigamontis. Um. <laughs> 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 what, what happened? <laughs> what did
3: you do? I, I started like almost laughing. I was trying to hide it to not screw it up. Because <laughs> remember we during Revelations, I was like, "Should I go?" And you basically just did
0: that. All right. Um, just to restart it